In this bulletin, a rush to find seats on commercial flights as Australians seek to evacuate from Israel. Healing ceremonies held as Indigenous leaders reflect on the referendum result and in sports. Multiple attendance records are broken during the opening weekend of the A-League women's competition. With the latest SBS News, good morning, I'm Alan Lee. The Australian government says it's working with commercial carriers to arrange flights to help Australians who have indicated they want to leave Israel. Around 900 have been evacuated already and hundreds more are seeking repatriation flights. Security concerns cancelled flights on Saturday night before the Australian government announced they had secured more flights to resume on Sunday using government charter planes and Air Force planes. Foreign Minister Penny Wong says all flights are subject to security assessments and she urged Australians wanting to evacuate to take the first option that becomes available rather than waiting. Anthony Goldman, Joint Managing Director of travel agency the Goldman Group, says his company has been dealing with large volume of requests from those within Israel seeking commercial flight options. He told SBS it has been challenging trying to book flights. Availability of seats is slim. Uh, we are managing to get people uh, to access uh, LL flights, specifically towards the east, towards Asia, which is good, but there is limited availability. There are a lot of Australians uh, wanting to get out, holiday makers who were literally in Israel last Saturday and have had their holidays disrupted. A lot of uh, Israel study programs operate, so a lot of those students are wanting to leave Israel. A number of First Nations Australians have come together at healing events around the country as they mark what they call a week of silence to grieve the referendum result. Victoria's democratically elected First Peoples Assembly urged Aboriginal Australians to be gentle on themselves and others. In the inner-city Sydney suburb of Redfern, members of the community say the result is a devastating blow and it's important to come together at this time. Shane Sturgis from the Black Aboriginal Corporation told NITV the whole process of the referendum has taken its toll, but campaigners will regroup and move forward. The votes are in, the country has said their piece, they have had their voice um, and it's now time for us to start reconnecting and working together to become stronger and more resilient. This is not the first time we've had to overcome adversity um, and it won't be the last time but it's an important time for us to reconnect. Bridget says she's taking heart from the Australians who voted yes. What we have to be thankful and grateful for is that six million people voted yes uh, and there are a whole lot more people who voted no, but for various misguided reasons they voted no. Um, but even so, they support Aboriginal people and the closing of the gap. First Nations listeners seeking mental health support can contact 13 Yarn 139276 or the Aboriginal Counselling Services 0410 539 905. Lifeline Australia's number is 13 11 14. The Australian Electoral Commission has rejected suggestions there was interference during the deployment of mobile teams to remote Indigenous communities in the Northern Territory. No campaigner Jacinta Nampijimpa-Price says she doesn't take the voting results seriously in her electorate after a majority yes vote was returned across the remote mobile teams. She says she thinks there needs to be an investigation of the AEC's conduct of polling in remote communities, providing no evidence for her claims. I think going ahead, we probably look, need to look at the way in that which the AEC, the NTEC, conduct themselves when it comes to remote polling 
at elections, at referendums. I think we should take away um, those who come in with their how to votes, the unions that come in and overpower vulnerable Aboriginal people in those communities. There is a lot that goes on in remote communities that the rest of Australia doesn't get to see. A spokesperson for the AEC rejected claims of interference in the vote counting process, saying that the issue of political campaigning is separate and the ability to campaign is allowed at any polling place. Six years after Jacinda Ardern's win and three years after winning a historic majority, New Zealand's Labour Party seems likely to have crashed to earth. The centre-left party is set to return to the dark days of opposition with a basement result in the 2023 election. With 98% of the preliminary vote counted, Labour is sitting on 26.8%, within a few percentage points of their worst result in the last 100 years. Leader Chris Hipkins, drafted in as Prime Minister following Jacinda Ardern's shock resignation in January, put a brave face on the result in his concession speech. To sport and in football, A-League Commissioner Nick Garcia says the impact of the Matildas' performance during the Women's World Cup can be seen on the domestic league, with four attendance records broken in the opening weekend of the A-League women's competition. The attendance record set in last season's grand final has been eclipsed in just two games of the new season. More than 17,000 fans attended the F3 Derby and Sydney Derby combined. Overall, the figures have resulted in two standalone attendance records broken and two all-time round attendance records set. Garcia says the outcome is a result of more than two years of planning for the Women's World Cup and he's pleased to see an unprecedented 198% growth in memberships across the league since that time. And that's the latest SBS News and Sport. I'm Alan Lee.